Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with co-host Samantha Tredelius. And Samantha, we are pushing to the end of 2023. And honestly, I am more than happy to let this year go. Like I'm done. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a long one. It's been a tough one. And um, I'm on to greener pastures of 24 in my head already. I like it. I like it. And I also like that we're still going strong. I think we're on our hundred and almost 60th episode. So it, this is just an incredible journey we've been on and I can't wait for season four to come out. So with that, let's get going. we got a great interview today. We do. So, uh, you know, we all know about upcycling, repurposing. We've all done it. We've bought things that are upcycled, repurposed. I have to say though, Courtney, who's our guest today, the probably the coolest use of upcycling I have ever seen. I am enamored with this product. So Courtney Bonzi, thank you for being here with us today. You have Sparkle. Is, it, is the whole company Sparkle Bands? It's just Sparkle and it's Sparkle Inc. And um, thank you. That's so sweet of you. It's, it um, is the coolest thing. And, and like many companies born out of a need that you had for yourself, you and your friends had for yourself personally. So tell us how this even got started and then we'll get into the details of what this is and sit tight people because you're gonna wanna hear about this. Well, thank you so much. So Sparkle actually was created in the garage and it was just made at my craft table a reason to like doll up my Apple watch. I was going to an event and I'm like, there's nothing cute out there. And I needed to do something different. I actually took apart an old bracelet that I had and made it into a watch band. And that was really cute. And then I was like, well, I want a couple more. So then I started doing a couple totally different designs, thinking about the genres of outfits that I wear. And then I had like three or four that I really loved. And people just started noticing them. And they're like, you got to sell those. And that was kind of how Sparkle was born. A happy accident of a need for sure. And we love it. And we love your company name because we also are Sparkle over here. I'll have to send you a hat. So you'll have you'll have the Sparkle Foundation as well. Um, so here's the thing. I'm looking at your website and I'm loving these bands, but then I'm thinking and I'm like, my body is cringing when I'm thinking about like cutting up these amazing handbags or these items. And so, you know, how many bands can you get out of like a bat, like a normal size purse? I mean, it really depends on the size. I'll, I'll kind of go into the story of how I started upcycling because I didn't start with upcycling. I just started with like leather and, and odd pieces from things. But um, the upcycling came about because I had an online consignment business and I was selling luxury goods on eBay. And I had a customer who came to me with this like pretty tore up Louis Vuitton bag. And it was like, cracked on the edges and the inside was dirty and the handles were kind of icky. And I was like, there's, I'm sorry, but there's no way that I can sell this. Like nobody's going to buy it. Upcycling wasn't a thing yet. It was about eight years ago, seven years ago. So that wasn't a thing. And I was like, it's too bad that this is like basically a piece of trash that no one's going to enjoy wearing. Um, I wonder if I could use the material. And so I asked her if I could just like buy it really cheap from her. And she's like, you know what, if you make me a watch band out of it, you can have it. So that was kind of how it, how it started about. And let me tell you, as somebody who had never had a designer handbag before, uh, I, it was very scary to cut apart. Did it hurt your soul? Did you, did, did your heart just break for a moment a little bit as you dug the scissors into that beautiful <laughs> leather. It I mean, was 
scary. I just didn't really know where to start. I'd never taken anything apart before. And I was like, I have to be very careful with this. I want to like preserve it as much as I can, like use as much as I possibly can. And so it, I think the first stitch, the first seam ripping was the scariest. And, um, but what we made out of it was made me so happy and made her so happy. And now has made like tens of thousands of women all around the world happy that I'm like, good thing that we can do this and make something beautiful and inspiring and happy out of something that was not giving joy anymore. So you're, you, okay. So accessories crafted from vintage designer bags that were essentially destined for the landfill anyway. So you're repurposing these beautiful bags with these prints that we all know and love into cooler things that we can still use and you're keeping them out of the landfill. So uh, good on both ends. I do want to uh, note that you are not affiliated with any of these designer brands, correct? That's correct. We're yeah. just going to, we're just going to put that out there. Um, here's so, okay. So it's, you know, what started with an Apple watch band out of a bracelet for you has now turned into jewelry, accessories, Apple watch bands, necklaces, all, all different things on the website. Um, are all of the products on there upcycled from recreated, yeah. you know, repurposed from other things? No. So we actually, uh, we started using normal, like natural leathers. And that was kind of how we started our brand. And our customers love that too. So we do have an upcycled line that people like, but I just have to be honest with you. Like I am not really a designer person. I'm not a logo person. So I tend to gravitate more towards the art, the, the beautiful leathers, the textures, that kind of stuff. And we have a huge amount of customers that that's what they're into. And they're not even into like the logos and stuff. That's just like a little extra fun thing. Some people are obsessed with the upcycled. We have people that send us bags all the time that are like sourcing things that they want watch bands made out of. And, um, and then that's like a whole different avenue that we have, you know? Well, and I love the difference of the unique pieces because they all are very special. And it's like, it's an accessory that really, I mean, the Apple watch game is great, but you know, the, the little plastic bands, bands. they awful. look awful and it's not very fashionable. And so it's pretty rad that you're creating this like entire next level um, to kind of make it, you know, fashionable, so to speak. How long does it take to make a watch band? Like from idea to creation to here you go. Well, we, we've gotten a process down and let me tell you, like going from one person in my garage to like the next holiday, we had three employees and then the next holiday we had 15 employees and we, we went through major hyper growth. Um, by the fall, by 2021, we had 49 employees. Wow. Um, luckily we moved out of the garage. Otherwise I would pull my hair out, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we had to put in processes and it's different processes from like just me making them and, or maybe a couple people making them to like 49 people making them is, is huge. So that was something that was, we had to kind of figure out how to slow down a little bit and put those processes in place and build that foundation. And then now the street, we have a really good streamlined production team here and we're still in California 
um, which I know is the worst place to manufacture things, but I love being able to give jobs to our community. Um, I would say, you know, depending on the style and, and all of that, it could take, you know, a couple days to make it. We have maybe like 10 hands working on your band from cutting, like picking the leathers to cutting to um, sewing to edge painting, so hand sewing on the buckles, embellishing, and a lot of it, and a lot of our um, collectors love to customize. So we have so many customizations. They can pick their own lining with our customizables. They can pick their own Swarovski crystals, um, and it's all jewelry quality. So um, they love that. It's just, it makes it unique to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, my favorite part of the story is when you mentioned you had a craft table. Like I, I fancy myself a crafty person. P.S. I'm not, but I like to think that I am. And someday I want to be Courtney and have a craft table. I don't care if it's in my garage or otherwise. I do not have that. Um, so I love that. But aside from that, what, uh, what is your background that you like have the skill set to just know how to create these things with crystals and lining and, and stitching and like what like how do you how, okay let's what were you doing before you were doing this I don't I don't have a background um and that is that kind of goes along with you know how women women have that complex of like it you know inferior you know where you just like don't feel like you should be doing this that I've had that for a little, so long little poser syndrome imposter syndrome a little a little imposter syndrome for sure um, because I just figured it out, you know, and, and some of the things I had a mentor that, that had a jewelry company and she taught me a few of the leather techniques, you know, how to press crystals, um, you know, made an introduction to, to Swarovski for like a wholesale. Um, she taught me a few of those things when I was kind of first starting and then the sewing, I kind of figured out my father-in-law taught me how to sew. And then you, you know, you kind of learn by doing and you learn by making mistakes and you learn by making crap products and then getting a little better and a little better. And it's funny because I look at like our original bands and I'm like, Oh, geez, <laughs> you know, but it's like prototypes. Yeah. Right? And now at them and I'm like dang those are beautiful you know we make gorgeous luxury products now that I'm like I feel so confident standing behind and it, it's the best quality and it, that's that's what's really important to us and I think our community so I've been sharing our journey with our community this whole time so as I was starting I was sharing on Instagram the first time Instagram stories came up I started talking about what we're doing how we're getting better and our our community has followed along this whole time. And a lot of them, you know, they would reach out to me and they'd be like, Hey, these snaps are tarnishing. And then I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that. Let me look into how to make them not, you know? And it's like, it's making mistakes and learning as you go and just being like upfront and honest about it that I feel like has grown the company so much in, in the transparency, you know? This is what I love because women are so just magical and your story is like just the true business owner and, and really starting with zero and going and running and let's unpack a little bit what it's like to, to be that person now and have, you know, 49, do you still have 49 employees? We've, we've downsized a lot. We, we didn't need that many and good, good gracious. It was like, we need to, I can't manage that. And I don't want to as the creative person, 
I had to take a look at like where I was spending my time. And if it was talking about people, then I'm going to be miserable. So (laughs) we can't do that. So we've finally been able to like weed out the most integral people in our company that have our values that share all of our company values and motivations and all of that. And if we have to take in less sales because of it, then we do that, you know? Um, And so now I feel like we're in a good place where we're like, I can finally create again and, and all of that. It's, it's been a journey though. And definitely like sharing with sharing is, has been really important uh, in the growth of our company because, you know, our community feels it and they're cheering you on. Well, people like to hear the story and people, you know, can identify with it, you know, fellow business owners, you know, I don't care what industry you're in. People is the hardest part of the journey. And also, you know, keeping, keeping the products, you know, ever-changing and upgrading and being open to, hey, this snap isn't looking the way it should and not being all taking it personally and being like, okay, well, let's fix it. And I really can hear in your voice, like you have like evolved this product to be what it is today because you were open and interested in the feedback. And so I think that's a very unique talent that, you know, it's, it's hard to hear when something isn't what it should be, right? And then to turn around and, and and make it what you want it to be um, and make it successful. It's pretty, it's pretty badass. I'm into it. Oh, thank you. So I, the, you brought up the community and, and the Instagram stories and how people followed you. And, and that is a big part of your marketing push. Um, and I'm really fascinated with this and we've never asked anybody about this. You have a whole set of influencers and affiliates that you work with. How does that work when you are dealing with social media influencers? Some people, some people call themselves social media influencers and they may not be. So how do you know who to work with correctly in those two capacities? And, and how, um, how does, how does the, how do the arrangements work? How does it, benefit you as a company? So that's definitely been a learning journey as well. We've been working with social media influencers um, from the very beginning. I remember when I, when Sparkle Bands had 1700 followers, um, I would just reach out to women that I would see online that had kind of a similar following. And I would say, you know, Hey, I see you have an Apple watch. Like, let me, I would love to make you a band. And it all kind of grew organically. Um, as they were, I would see that they were making lots of sales. Then I started noticing other companies were giving commissions. So then I kind of figured out, okay, well, if I make them a code, then they can all do run a report and do commissions every month. And that, I mean, influencer marketing is the reason why our company grew as big as it did more so than just like connecting with the community because we, it was all organic. We would send it to people. And I was always like, I, you know, I'm, I would always say, I only want you to share it if you really love it. Like I want you, because I want it to be genuine. I want it to be authentic and real for them knowing that like, they're not going to wear it if they don't love it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was kind of how it started. And it's grown into something it's grown into like a pretty large, I definitely like would say to anyone going into influencer marketing to try to find people that are mostly have similar followings as you, as in like numbers wise, but then don't be afraid to reach out to people. I remember 
Um, you never know. We reached out to Kale Lowry. I don't know if you guys know who she is. She's um she was on like Teen Mom. She has like three million followers. And we just reached out to her and we're like, hey, see, so you have an Apple Watch. We'd love to send you one. And she wrote back and was like, absolutely. Next thing I know, she her PR company is like, we would love to do a charity project with you guys because we do that's another big um like central value of our company is like giving back. And so they, she reached out to us and was like, I would love to do one of these with you guys. And so, and it's just like that kind of stuff was, is just from taking chances, you know? And I can tell you ladies, I sent out probably at least a hundred watch bands to people who pretended like they were interested and never shared. And that's just part of doing business, you that's, know? That's just got to be the cost of, of what you figure it's like marketing expenses. I mean, yeah. if you're going to spend money, you know, doing ads and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. And I think the way that people shop and the people, you know, people getting, getting people's attention is a total different animal than it used to be. And the influencer marketplace is such, it's kind of a wild, wild west, you know? Um, but, but when it works, it works. A so hundred out of how many? Now I'm curious, like a hundred people didn't, but how many people did? How many people did you? Maybe a thousand. Wow. Right. That's, that's, awesome. that's not bad percentage, right? Yeah. 10% that didn't work and 90% that did. I'll take those numbers. I agree. And, you know, some people get really caught up when, when influencers don't share. And I have to say, as somebody that kind of has accidentally gone into that realm too, as like my own personal page, um, it's a lot. You get hit up every single day you, you know, people are, you get boxes. My husband is so tired of getting boxes at our front door. <laughs> are, you, are you and your UPS driver really good friends? Yeah. You invite him over for dinner now? Like, are we at that point yet? <laughs> we leave town and we come back and there's a mountain at the front door and Joe's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Didn't know what he was signing up for. Didn't well, know. <laughs> but for me, like I, my whole platform and what I've done with my personal account is about lifting up other women because I feel like, um, the women that have shared us on social media are the reason where we, why we are, where we are. And so anytime a small business reaches out, a women owned business reaches out and is like, I would love for you to check out our product. Sure. If, if you love it, I'm like, Oh, I would love to, you know, cause like, I just want to pay it forward and give what we were, you know, if I could make one sale for that person, then that would be incredible. And that's you the know? correct mindset, because I think that like likes like, and when you are a person who's ready to lift a fellow gal up, it comes back to you. And I think so many people get so, you know, what's in it for me and, you know, wanting to see that quick dollar. And they don't really realize that a lot of times if you just, you know, are kind of good and do good, then good comes back. I totally agree. Tell us about your personal page. So um, it started very organically because I was sharing a lot of small businesses on my Sparkle Bands page. But as Sparkle was growing, I realized that there wasn't really a place for all these other brands that I was sharing. It was creating yeah. some confusion. Um, and so I started House of Bonzi as just kind of a page where that stuff can live. Because naturally, as I was sharing you know, my watch bands, people were like, well, how did you do your hair like that? And what's your shirt? And what's that thing behind you? And can you have a link to your chair? And I'm like, 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> funny what people notice in a video or in a picture. You're like, I that is not what why are you looking back there? <laughs> like, look at my watch band. <laughs> exactly. I'm talking about this, not the lamp behind me. Yeah. So then I've so I that like that, times, by the way. I, what? Always I'm looking in the background. It's true. And, and honestly, like I'm, I'm so, if I can help other women do their hair, I'm like, girl, I'm trying to figure it out too. So if me figuring it out will help you, then I'll share it, you know? So it's like, I'll get like a random hair tool and I'm like, I don't know how to use this, but let's figure it out, (laughs) you know? And I think people, people can kind of relate to that too. Like half the hair tutorials, no one can figure that out. It's going too fast. You know, so I'm like, if I can make it a little easier for people, then I'm happy to. I can't even follow the ones that are like, here's an easy way to put your hair in a bun. And oh. then they, and then it, it's like a five second video. And I'm like, what, what the fuck did yeah. you do again? Like yeah. I try to watch it I six know. times. I'm like, forget it. I can't like, I can't even I know. do a five second bun. I know it's a whole, it's a whole situation, but no, I do really feel like the journey of, of the story that you're telling, not only with your company, but also paying it forward and helping support other businesses. I think that's a really great story. Um, and I think it all kind of goes full circle into who you are and it's the house of Bozzy. It's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty awesome what you're doing. I, I like, I'm like enamored with you. I think you're awesome. Like I'm just, it's not often that you find somebody that's lifting in so many different ways and not just solely focused on their shit. So yay you. Thank you. So you are working on some new charity collabs and collections. Tell us, give us a little preview of what's coming up. So we have, um, we have a program called band together. Um, my, I, were you guys at the speaker, the speaker thing? I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little backstory on band together. Um, when our daughter went away to Africa and volunteered at this wildlife orphanage, it was really inspiring to her and kind of helped a little bit with her depression. And so we were very thankful to them at that same time, we were getting like tremendous hyper growth and realizing that like, this is such a gift and we want to be able to give back. So we had the idea to come up with a safari collection, which was just basically like leopard print and zebra print, all the animal prints collection that benefited this uh, wildlife organization. And it was so successful that over the last couple of years, we've donated, you know, I don't know the exact amount, but it was well over a hundred thousand dollars to them. And um, it kept them alive during COVID and the amount of like thankfulness, because that's a lot of money for in in Africa. um, It really filled my cup and my husband's. And we were just like, this feels so good to be able to like do good with watch bands, which is just crazy. Like none of us expected this. This was just a gift and we wanted to be able to get back. So then we started partnering with other women online, people with influence. Um, I mentioned Kayla Lowry. We have all sorts of big influencers that we would have come in. We would design a collection with them and we would, um, it'll go to their charity. So right now we've worked with, I think, 23 different charities so far around the world and donated a lot of money um, but also raised awareness too. We do all sorts of um, things like that, little mini fundraisers. And we just, that's kind of like the heart and soul of our company is doing good with our luxury goods. And um, so in 2024, we have some really fun collabs coming up planned for charity. 
And then we also have some influencer clubs. I can't give details. And then we also have like, we also have a really huge product development that we're all that I've been working on for about two years with engineers and all sorts of fun stuff. So that's going to be coming out next year and it's going to kind of revolutionize, revolutionize, um, our bands. And, and I'm I love it. This is, this, it's such good. It's all good things. So we always like to unpack a little bit about what's the hardest part of this journey. Like what's been the toughest lesson you've had to learn? Oh man. Um, I would say, social media, the negative social media. So I was always, it was always positive for so many years until it wasn't. And we, um, I had never been on Facebook really before. And we, I say it's a mistake, but it was like, it, it just happened. We were in a really bad place in our hyper growth where like kind of things were falling apart and in the production wise. And, Um, I had said to one of our followers who said, can I start a Facebook group? Um, because they kept asking me to start a Facebook group. And I was like, I I don't know how to do that. I don't have time for that. Like, if you want to do it, go for it. Cause they asked if they could do it. So I allowed them to do it. I was like, sure. So they started the sparkle addicts page. Well, it was supposed to be just like this really positive uplifting page where people could share their bands, buy, sell, trade, whatever. And I think that was great. Well, when things started kind of like problems started happening in our company, it all started becoming very public because they would talk about it in the group. And the person that was running the group started saying like, I don't think this negativity should be in this group because one person posts something negative and everyone starts basically talking crap, you know, it's like negative draws in more negative. So she started, she's like, do you mind if I like kick out anyone that has negative comments? And I'm like, that's fine. I don't, you know, I think it should stay positive anyway. Like if people have comments, they can write us, they can, you know, get help from us. So anyway, all those people that were kicked off decided to start their own group. And then it was just a big old negative group and they, it got so mean and hurtful. They were tearing down our, our employees, posting photos of them, like all of this awful, awful stuff. Anything I would say would get torn up. They would get mad if I went on vacation. They would just make up. I mean, literally, like it was just, it was really painful. It was very painful, very hard. Um, I don't know if I regret, I don't regret it just because I think it's part of like learning and growing all of that kind of stuff. It's helped me harden myself a little bit and not care so much about negativity. Cause if you, become successful in whatever you're doing, there's going to be negativity. There's Somebody, always a deck. There's always be. one. It's, it's, it's going to come at you. And I always say, you know what, at least they're talking about us, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what, you know, and I, at, at the beginning, I, I have to say, I was obsessed with it. I was like, what are they saying now? What are they saying now? We had people like writing me all the time and I was focusing so much on it. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we're doing, the, oh my gosh, we need to fix that. I was, I was focusing so much on it that I wasn't even, I couldn't even pay attention to fixing the problems or innovating or anything. Cause I was so hurt and I'm a highly sensitive person. Um, and so it was literally emotionally just tore me apart. It made me want to close the doors. You know, I, I was very close to it. And, um, so that was, that was really tough, but I think it was really good as a learning experience for me. Now I don't even think about them. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about them once in the last month because 
one of my girlfriends who started a like luxury headband company sent me a screenshot and was like, is this that mean group? Cause now they're picking on my headbands. And I'm like, <laughs> and so then it's I'm like, gone. yeah, um, and I'm like, ladies, like, why do you guys have to be so negative? And I'm like, can you please just take our business name out of your title? And the lady was like, nope, stop focusing on us. And I'm like, okay, whatever I'm done. Well, it's easy. It's easy to be a jerk and, you know, to sit there and be behind your computer screen and write and talk shit online. I mean, it's, that's the easiest thing for somebody to do. It's really hard to do what you're doing by, you know, waking up, having staff, you know, giving back to the world. I mean, you're doing the big time things that these people clearly need to take note of. So, you know, it does bother you. We're humans. The so things will affect us in different ways. And I mean, to see the negative side of that and to be vocal about it and share that with us. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. I just always go back to like, and you're a grown woman, these young girls that have to deal with this, not, you know, on a m much smaller scale, but it's, you know, the social media thing, it's, it's vicious. It is vicious. And it's, it's actually really sad that these people choose to be in these groups with just like negativity. Cause could you imagine like looking at that every single day? Like, you're like get a job girls, get, get out there and do something good for the world. Courtney, tell us where our listeners can find you. So they can find me uh, at Sparkle Bands is our Instagram handle at House of Bonzi is kind of my personal one. I definitely go more into stories because it's like a natural thing for me to just turn it on. I don't have too much time to be like editing videos and stuff. Um, but that's kind of where you get the day to day of what we're doing. Sparkle Bands, we have an incredible team. Um, so definitely check out the Sparkle Bands um, on Instagram as well. We're growing, we're starting on TikTok right now. And then we are at sparklebands.com if they want to purchase. And we'd love to make them gorgeous watch bands. They they're are stunning. They yeah, are. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. And you're beautiful inside and out. I just, I love what you're standing for, what you're doing. Um, and just a real inspiring individual. So thank you for sharing you with us today. We hope that everybody else gets out there this week and is inspired.